Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. And the House GOP announces a probe into President Biden and his family. NTD's Iris Tao has more on the latest allegations and the White House's response. This is an investigation of Joe Biden. Upon regaining the majority, House Republicans are already rolling out investigations into the Biden family. But the probes, they say, will go beyond Hunter and focus on the president himself and if it's swayed by foreign money. Was Joe Biden directly involved with Hunter Biden's business deals? And is he compromised? That's our investigation. Congressman James Comer, the incoming chair of the House Oversight Committee, is alleging that the Biden family has business deals with individuals close to the Chinese Communist Party. One of these deals involves the sale of American natural gas to China. Evidence suggests Joe Biden had a 10% equity stake through his son. Joe Biden was aware of what was happening. All the while, he turned a blind eye. And Congressman Jim Jordan, who is poised to chair the powerful Judiciary Committee, is vowing to investigate alleged politicization of the FBI and the Justice Department. In 2020, they suppressed information about the Hunter Biden story. In 2022, they raided the president's home 91 days before the election. Meanwhile, Biden's allies are going on defense. The White House counsel's office responded in a statement, saying Republican lawmakers are, quote, going after President Biden with politically motivated attacks full of conspiracy theories. Republicans, meanwhile, responded to criticism by saying this. Wow, we, we, so we went from it wasn't his laptop and it was Russian disinformation to, oh, whatever was in there didn't affect the president's business dealings, even though he was involved, even though the laptop was real, even though it wasn't disinformation. We, but that's how far we've come. Meanwhile, the latest probe comes as the younger Biden is already under federal investigation for tax dealings. But the Biden family is far from the only thing Republicans are going after. With their new oversight powers, they're planning to launch investigations into the border, the DOJ, and the withdrawal from Afghanistan, among others. Reporting from the White House, Iris Tao, NTD News. And it's not just Hunter Biden's business dealings that Republicans plan to investigate. Now that the GOP is set to control the House, they're preparing to launch more investigations. Earlier, we sat down with Congressman Greg Stubbe of Florida. He's a member of the House Judiciary Committee as well as the Oversight Committee. Here's that interview. Congressman Greg Stubbe, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Congressman, you and your colleagues are going to take the gavel. Um, a lot of investigations seem to be planned. Uh, where do you see this all going? Yeah, just this morning you had the oversight chairman, Mr. Comer, and the judiciary chairman, Mr. Jordan, kind of lay out one little small piece of overall investigations. And they made clear, and this is 100% this is accurate, this isn't about Hunter Biden. This is about the president, Joe Biden. And was he influenced? Was he taking money? Was he um, allowing himself to be paid for official actions, all which are in clear violation of federal law? And uh, I think now, thankfully, that we have the subpoena power, we'll be able to get to the bottom of this. And you're going to see every different committee that has jurisdiction over pieces of this investigate different aspects of this administration. Foreign Affairs is going to look at the Afghanistan withdrawal and Hunter Biden's foreign dealings in China and Ukraine. Uh, Judiciary is going to look at the corruption in the FBI, the corruption in the DOJ, the complete immigration crisis and the ignoring of federal law on our southern border. So you're going to have the different jurisdictions of responsibility of these committees focused on those, those things over the Biden administration over the next two years. Congressman, are you concerned that the president may use his executive power to pardon his son and excuse himself? 
I actually would not be surprised if he does that. Um, but what we're doing is, because we only have the House, we obviously don't have the White House, is we're putting all this facts and information and evidence before the American people so that they can see how corrupt uh, this White House has been, how they've been violating federal law, and setting the stage for 24. Uh, obviously, I want a Republican in the White House in 24 to reverse all these horrible, disastrous policies for our country. And so even if... Uh, he pardons Hunter Biden after charges are filed. We're putting all that information before the American people that the American people can see just how corrupt this White House has been. Because this seems to be beyond politics, but to the core uh, issue of national security of our country, how concerned are you that the media, mainstream media specifically, may politicize this and therefore dilute uh, the message within? Well, they will try, but I think the American people has been able to see through that for the facts, especially when all of this starts coming out. Like uh, in the press conference this morning, they were bringing out text messages and emails and correspondence where uh, Joe Biden's cell phone number was being given to these individuals. So it's gonna be hard to deny that this wasn't going on. And uh, you're gonna see the White House continue to shift on the narrative and the mainstream media is obviously just gonna try to be and will be beholden to their talking points. But we're gonna also go after big tech. We're also gonna go after the social media companies with Elon Musk buying uh, that platform. Hopefully the, the things that were going on there are going to change, but we're not going to, it's not just going to be a, a, a pronged approach where we're pushing our information out. Um, this is going to go out to the American people so they can see for themselves exactly what's been going on. What about our intel community? You and Jim Jordan have both expressed concern over the politicization of uh, the DOJ. Um, they're going to have a role to play in this too. I can tell you that myself, uh, Jim Jordan, and others on the Judiciary Committee uh, will not support FISA being reauthorized. And now that we have the gavels, that's going to be uh, an interesting debate to see how that moves forward. You have a secret court who is using politicization of the Department of Justice to go after and surveil American citizens. You saw it in the Trump campaign, and those people haven't been held accountable. And I'd, I'm going to be filing a bill when we start back uh, repealing the Patriot Act, because you have the FBI using that. There, there's, no, there's no coincidence that Nancy Pelosi calls us domestic terrorists and uh, Republican members of Congress, domestic terrorists. It's then giving them the authority under the Patriot Act to surveil individuals under this guise of domestic terrorism. And uh, it's no convinces they use that term and they're using the Patriot Act to do that. Um, and that's the type of things that the American people don't want secret courts. They don't want people to not be surveilled, to be surveilled in violation of their constitutional rights. And the Patriot Act uses this guise of terrorism that's being abused to go over your Fourth Amendment constitutional protections, a legal search and seizure without a warrant. Congressman, I want to switch gears to the southern border. Um, you have expressed concern, a great concern, over what's happening there, whether it be the fentanyl, uh, the illegal immigration. Uh, now that Republicans do have a majority in the House of Representatives, do you see anything that can be done uh, on that front? I think that'll be the first issue the Judiciary Committee takes on. Uh, I hope that we start impeachment proceedings on Secretary Mayorkas, uh, and we realize that if we pass an immigration reform bill, which we will to show the American people where we stand on immigration, uh, we realize that that's likely not gonna pass the Senate or be signed by Joe Biden, but the purse strings come from the House. And the framers are our Constitution, we're genius in spreading the power out among the different branches of government. And we can use the appropriation process in the House to accomplish policy objectives, specifically on immigration, by putting riders in that not a single dollar of this fund shall be allowed to use uh, to allow illegal immigration 
immigrant to come into our country, that the people that have been ordered to be deported must be deported, that our laws have to be followed or they lose their funding. There are things that we will be able to do by having subpoena power and the power of the purse that will completely change the way that these departments are run. Congressman Greg Stubbe, thank you. Thank you. A well-known Democrat made surprising remarks about the border wall this week. This comes as the first bus of illegal immigrants from Texas has arrived in Philadelphia. Former Democratic Congressman Harold Ford Jr. from Tennessee talked with Fox News about immigration and the border wall when he said this. I've been a proponent, I and mean, I've been criticized by my own party because I think we should build a wall. He later went on to propose changes to the immigration system that might be more appealing to Democrats. And we have to reform this asylum process. We need workers in this country. And we, we need not only American workers, we're going to need workers from outside this country. And there has to be a process to help do that. Ford says the work visa system should also be reformed because foreign workers are key to our economy. His statements come as the first illegal immigrant bus from Texas arrived in Philadelphia on Wednesday. Advocates say the 28 people on the bus came from Colombia, the Dominican Republic and Cuba and were welcomed with coats and blankets. Similar to other leaders of sanctuary cities that received illegal immigrants from Texas, Philadelphia's mayor blamed and criticized Texas Governor Greg Abbott. The mayor, however, says the city is ready. Those who arrive today are private individuals simply seeking safety and a place where they can build a future. Let's remember that and welcome them with grace and respect. He added that the city has been preparing for the migrants' arrival for a few months now. And Massachusetts Governor Charlie Barker was asked what he thought about the arrival of illegal immigrants in Martha's Vineyard. According to the governor, those stunts don't solve anything and it's necessary to make sure that people coming to the U.S. are allowed to work. There are certain groups, and it's a small number, who can actually get a work permit while they're processing their paperwork associated with their asylum status, right? But a bunch of the folks who've been coming to Massachusetts aren't in those narrow groups. He added that lawmakers in D.C. should find a way to solve that problem. And speaking of border security, much has been happening in recent days. Texas Governor Greg Abbott on Tuesday invoked the invasion clause of the U.S. and Texas constitutions in order to deal with the border crisis. To discuss this, we sat down with Director of Government Relations and Communications at the Federation for American Immigration Reform, R.J. Homan. Here's our interview. R.J. Holman, thank you so much for joining us. Mm -hmm. R.J., I want to ask you, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott just made the uh, invasion declaration. What does this mean right now for Texas? Most, most of the time, as you know, uh, immigration policies handled by the federal government. You know, it is a good effort. We're encouraged to see what Governor Abbott's doing. But again, this isn't a complete step uh, towards, you know, states' rights and declaring an invasion. Again, you got to keep in mind, he's doing a lot of good things with Texas DPS and the State National Guard of helping address the crisis. But again, a lot of the people that they'd be apprehending in the state, they're not deporting them. Only the federal government can do that. What they're doing is just returning them to the border where then they could come back all the way into the country. Again, when it comes down to it, the only entity that can really stop this border crisis is at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The Biden administration has to stop it. And they need a little help on Capitol Hill as well. We need to actually change the laws that a lot of these migrants, cartels, and smugglers are exploiting. They're being released into the country. And you know, the Biden administration is really doubling down on a completely gutting enforcement at our border and in the interior of our country. With Title 42 slated to end, it, it was a, a district judge's ruling, but the Biden administration didn't appeal it. They just asked for a stay for five weeks. And what they're going to do during that five weeks is not figure out how to end the crisis or stop the impending flow, but how to process it and manage it. They want to accommodate the uptick we all know is uh, upcoming. And I'm telling you, 
the numbers are going to increase, but most importantly, the amount of illegal aliens who are processed and then released into the American communities is going to increase even more. If you come to the border, you will be released. Gone is Title 42, which was causing about half to be deported. On, on the issue of Title 42, it's been on again, off again. Like you mentioned, a federal judge now has just ruled. Um, what what are the implications of actually removing them? Well, I mean, the message has been sent loud and clear that the smugglers, traffickers are going to be notifying everybody, hey, in about five weeks, you will be able to be easily released into the country. And again, it's going to we're going to have to watch what's going to happen up on Capitol Hill. You know, there's a big fight not to address the border crisis or what's going to happen once Title 42 is no longer here, but they want to amnesty as many illegal aliens as possible. And one thing we're really warning Republicans about here in this lame duck is don't uh, fall into the trap of all this compromise funding that we think the Biden administration is going to request to address the end of Title 42. They're gonna ask for more immigration judges, more asylum officers, more lawyers, uh, processing facilities, and more FEMA funding that they can give to border cities and cities in the interior of the country. Again, none of that is gonna stop the crisis. None of it enhances border security. It just solidifies the flow and accommodates a crisis we know is about to get way worse. So the House, as we know, has now, the Republicans have taken uh, a majority. But as you mentioned, there could be enough time to sneak something in during the lame duck. How concerned are you about that? And do the Republicans have enough power right now once they do uh, January 1st comes to hold things off. You know, we're really fearful, uh, um, mainly in the House, obviously, is because, you know, Democrats still have control. and We think they're pretty united uh, when it comes to supporting amnesty and opposing pretty much any border security measure. But again, you always got to be careful with Republicans in the Senate and the chamber as a whole that could fall into a trap here. But again, Democrats are really trying to, to go a very desperate route here that I think would turn off even a bit more squishy Republican senators and the American people as a whole. Why are you attaching potentially amnesty for millions of illegal aliens to either a a defense spending bill or a bill to keep the federal government funded. Republicans must hold firm and avoid all this. And especially in the House, even though the election, you know, didn't work out as well as they thought, we still know that the American people want them to address the border crisis. That's why they're in control now. And we've worked with them a good bit. And we have a commitment from if McCarthy ends up becoming speaker and Republicans controlling the chamber, obviously, that they're going to do a border security bill to address the crisis right out the gate. Get the Democrats on record. Number two, they have to do aggressive oversight. Get to the bottom of why this crisis happened. And number three, which I think is most important, is properly control the purse strings. You don't give money to DHS to do whatever they want and almost completely undermine the existence of the agency. They got to crack down quickly. If you want to use immigration for political gain, truly, you can't just run on the issue and say Biden's bad. You got to have results to point to like Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis have. I want to get your thoughts on this here. There's a lot of talk about illegal immigration, but there's certain countries that also game our legal immigration system, one being China. Lawmakers are expressing concern over this. Um, how do you see it? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, they got to need to put their money where their mouth is. I mean, we have deeply flawed programs, both authorized by Congress and not. You know, the STEM OPT program, a lot of people, you know, coming in uh, you know, from China and that are using our system. I mean, I can't count how many times I've seen a DOJ press release of a, of a, doctor, a doctoral student or a professor coming here from mainland China and then they found out to be a spy. And then again, you have a lot of American workers who are having to compete with a lot of these people in the STEM field. Now, again, this lame duck session isn't only about illegal immigration. Again, we've got word that a per country caps bill 
may be on the floor in the House. It's called the Eagle Act when they come back from Thanksgiving. And this would be terrible for American workers. It would pretty much make sure that Indian and Chinese nationals pretty much dominate the flow coming into our country. It almost makes the deeply flawed H-1B guest worker program temporary by putting these people on a path to citizenship eventually. Again, it shows that Congress's priorities are completely out of whack, illegal and legal. We have an impending recession coming in. If you're going to do something on the legal immigration front, protect American workers. Don't solidify corporate reliance on cheap foreign labor. RJ Holmes, thank you. Thank you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.